Welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. And welcome back, Toastmasters, to segment three. And it's, would you believe, it's Sunday afternoon already. And we're going to be listening to the dulcet tones of Mr. Paul O'Manny now because he's going to be talking about the Toastmasters brand. Isn't that right, Paul? Yes, why does the Toastmasters brand matter? That's the question I'd like to address. Recently I visited about six clubs and as part of my club visits in my role as area director, I asked each of the clubs whether they used the Toastmasters website and to what extent they used it. And nobody I spoke to said that they consulted the Toastmasters website, the brand portal of the website, for any purpose whatsoever. There are brand guidelines on the Toastmasters website. So I began to think to myself, uh, what is going on in the area of branding? And it so happens that in the most recent issue of the magazine, Toastmaster magazine, the January 2020 issue, there is a lovely short little piece called Why Brand Matters. And it stresses all the things to do with the logo, the colors. They're the main points mentioned in the article. The points mentioned are that brand matters because it helps make Toastmasters recognizable and strong. It conveys a clear message. It provides people with the impression that they're going to find themselves in a safe and supportive environment. That the products and services coming from Toastmasters will be recognized. That the form communication that is carried out will be recognizable. That the interactions between the organization and the outside world and the internal interactions within the organization are all part of the brand and matters and some pulling it all together the article says our brand is our identity it provides people with a sense of familiarity and comfort when they go to meetings and when I came back to Ireland from the UK in 2005 I began to work in the area of marketing and a few years later I set up a branding company And this uh, got me thinking a lot about branding and one of the most difficult conversations that I and my business partner ever had with businesses was when they came to us and said, we want a new logo. We, even when they came and said, we want a new name for our company. The reason for this is, that we hadn't yet had a conversation about what the purpose of the company was, why it exists, what its ambitions were, what its values were, what it stands for. And in branding terms, if you take a holistic view of branding, the the branding is what you represent in the minds of other people. You might love to be 
perceived as a cuddly, warm, welcoming organization. But what if all the public or all your customers or even people who've never come in contact with you, what if they all think that you're tight-fisted, that you're bureaucratic, that you're legalistic, and that you're very formal? What is your brand? Is your brand what your ambition is, what you'd love people to think you were? Or is your ambition what you're like in the minds of other people? The most useful definition of brand, we found certainly, is that your brand is what you represent in the mind of other people. The mind of your customers, the mind of your staff, the mind of the public, the mind of all the all the share, your shareholders in the mind of your suppliers, the, all the different stakeholders, and that's what your brand is. So this little article opens up that whole topic. I'd like to add one or two things to the article to build on top of it, because for me personally, the, you could say that the reason I joined Toastmasters was not only because I liked the atmosphere that there was at the very first club meeting that I went to, not only that I thought I have the potential to be a better communicator and I'd quite like a place where I could practice my leadership skills. All of those things are go without almost without saying. But I read on the back of the application form for membership the Toastmaster promise. And I read through this and there are, if I remember rightly, there are 10 points in it and they hugely impressed me. And I thought, well, if these are the espoused values of the organization, it goes some way towards, towards it actually being realized in practice. Because if an organization doesn't stand for something, it would just be an accident and it would certainly be haphazard if that behavior was distributed. The products and services that Toastmasters has and puts on its website, they give a certain impression to the outside world, but nobody in the wider community knows anything about those products. And very few people in the wider community know about the services offered, the educational services offered by Toastmasters, unless the members of local clubs go out of their way to communicate those, but also to exemplify those by their behavior in society. If people go out from being a member at Toastmasters and they behave at variance with what Toastmasters says it is offering, the values that Toastmasters says it stands for, excellence, well, if people behave in a casual, careless way outside Toastmasters, nobody's going to think that the Toastmasters experience stands for excellence. They're going to think it stands for slipshod or else that the organization doesn't really care or certainly that the organization isn't having any impact. So what I'd like to fly the flag for are that the values that the organization behaves in practice is the most important thing. 
the values that it says it stands for are important because they're the ambitions, but it's the behaviors and the values of members of the organization in the society and also between themselves that represents or that, that has the biggest impact on how Toastmasters is perceived and by implication as a corollary of that you could say the Toastmasters Go back a sentence. And as a corollary? Yes. And as a corollary of that, the brand of the organization. That now is quite a long table topic, Ted. I've probably been donged by the timekeeper. Well, no, it was never a table topic, but it's a very interesting piece that you're, you're doing for us today because I think this is typical corporate America. And when you speak about the Toastmasters brand, when I think of brand, and I'm sure this will go for you also, Paul, and also for you, Mara, I think of brands such as McDonald's, Apple, Rolls-Royce, and you can instantly identify with, with the different logos. And, and you also, you can think straight away, Apple, McDonald's, Rolls-Royce excellence, that's what that is all about. Now that is also what Toastmasters is all about. But I think there's a slight disconnect between Toastmasters and those other big brands that I just listed there. Because this is corporate, this is corporate world. Whereas Toastmasters isn't really, isn't really a manufacturing company as such. Or it doesn't sell hamburgers and it doesn't sell computers but it, what it, it sells is an education it, so it's slightly different like uh, i'm in toastmasters in actual fact yesterday was my 12th anniversary of joining toastmasters i joined toastmasters on the 8th of january 2008 so it was my 12th anniversary yesterday and i still find it difficult enough no i can i, I can straight away when i talk about mcdonald's or if i talk about Coca-Cola, or Apple, or Rolls-Royce, I can instantly picture their particular brand and I can look at the colours. But for Toastmasters, I find it difficult enough to conjure up the image of, of our branding. Right, let's uh, leave aside for a second the logo and the colours. Right. You, how clear an idea do you have in your head about the behaviours uh, that you're going to experience at a Toastmasters meeting. Oh, exemplary. That's what I expect. So you're very clear. Oh, yeah, Any definitely. meeting you go to. Yes. Right, yeah. That's a very strong yes. aspect of the brand. Yes, and I've often asked the question, Paul, on this show, and I've also asked this question at Toastmasters meetings. Does Toastmasters attract people to Toastmasters? Or would those people be attracted to that kind of an organisation anyway? In other words, what I'm saying, I think it takes a particular type of person to join Toastmasters. Whether you're looking for self-development or whether you want to be the very best version of yourself. One of the things that I find about Toastmasters is that it's definitely life-changing. 
if you if you really get into it and not leave after 12 months or two years, if you stick with it, it definitely is life-changing. Mm. I have but no doubt about that. If I can interject here, this is all about what uh, we perceive of Toastmasters from within the organisation. What the Toastmasters brand should be doing is representing to the public as a whole, people who don't know what Toastmasters is, what it's all I about. I have to agree with you, Mark. And yeah. I have to say that most people, the majority when they hear the word Toastmasters, will think, oh, do you... Yes, um, they haven't got the right idea. ...propose a toast? Yes. Or, as I had from one of my bread and breakfast guests the other day, oh, is that making toast in mm. the toaster? Yes. <laughs> they had no idea. And I don't know how we overcome that. Yeah, it's, it, uh, you know, we've been around since 1924, and as a communications organisation, we don't communicate our branding no. message as effectively as we should. No. Well, it's always possible to improve the way in which the brand is perceived. Let's start with that. Let's also recognise that Toastmasters International has grown and grown as an organisation. Mm -hmm. It has served a very large number of people. Incredible. So from that point of view, it's, it, the brand has been very successful. Yes, agreed. I think it's inevitable that here on this podcast, the presenters of the podcast would be always looking for continuous improvement further degrees of excellence. So it should surprise nobody that we, certainly you and Moira and perhaps me as well, would say, we're not getting our message across as well as we could. Well, I'll bet you anything, in a hundred years' time, Toastmasters will be saying, we're not getting our message across as well as we could. Mm. We could have 10 more, if not 20 more, Toastmasters clubs in Cork mm -hmm. without any difficulty. There are huge areas of the city that don't have a Toastmasters club. Yeah, just imagine huge. that in a, in a hundred years' time. I'm trying to look at it in a hundred years' time. <laughs> the, the be a hundred clubs and in the, Cork. And the intelligence, the people who will be discussing it won't be people, they'll actually be robots. <laughs> artificial intelligence is, is, is not that artificial yeah. anymore. No, I think we could go on discussing this Something, for an awful yeah. long time. I think, what, a, I think what we should do is we should <laughs> ask that our listeners submit some, some thoughts on this. It's a fantastic topic. Indeed. Indeed. Great topic, Paul. Great Let's topic. Uh, bring this well, episode. Thank you very much for listening to this uh, episode. Well done. And let's bring it now to a close. And we'll welcome you back at the same time tomorrow when the subject of my discourse is stage time. Stage time. Stage time. See you then. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.